kill you in an amusement park as long as you have a dime left in your pocket. You're a wizard, Harry. Boom, here we are, episode one of Universal Unleashed. Welcome, everybody, to this brand new show from the Disney Dads Podcast. We are so excited to bring you the show for a year now. I've been thinking, man, would I love to talk Universal, and now I have the chance, and I couldn't think of anybody better to have by my side on this journey than my brother Mike. Buddy, thank you so much for joining me on this project. We're going to have so much fun talking about everything Universal Orlando and everything that those parks have to do uh, have to bring uh, to our to our travel needs. Yeah, I'm so glad you had this idea. You know, I kind of had this in the back of my mind, too, and it's something that I've been kind of excited about. Uh, you know, our family vacations, as much as we've talked about it on our Disney podcast, uh, Universal's been a big part of them, too. You know, I have quite a few fond memories there. And, you know, a lot of people have those questions when they go down to Florida, like, do I do this? Do I do that? You know, for the people that are so involved with going to Disney, you kind of know what you're doing. Some people aren't really sure about Universal, so I'm so glad we're going to have this opportunity to expand that a little bit more, answer some questions, and really dive into a lot of the fun that they have over on the uh, the other side, the Universal Park. You know, I two things. One, I think Universal's done a really nice job in the past decade of not only, of course, bringing um, intellectual properties in like Harry Potter that have spoken to a new generation, but I think they've almost accepted their role. Uh, they understand that Disney is the biggest draw in Central Florida, and they understand that, and they now can say, you know what, come spend two days here uh, while you do your three or four days over there, because your next trip, I think you're going to have such a good time at Universal, and I think they're so proud of the product that they put out that they think if you come experience it, the next time you're going to come back for maybe three or four days, you know, or you're going to do just a, a single trip down just to experience Universal Orlando. For me, uh, I started at Universal Orlando as a very young child going um, with my mom. We would go down, and, and we usually did a Universal and, uh, and um, Disney split. So I saw the park, uh, you know, kind of as it was growing and as it was kind of finding its identity. It was like a, it was like a budding teenager, you know, there. It was awkward at times, <laughs> and you didn't really understand where certain things or why certain things the way they were, but they did have certain attractions back in the day the way I, I still miss them to this day but I just think they've done such an amazing job and for me you know I've been an annual pass holder at Universal for now going on six or seven years and we just got Riley her first annual pass this year and took her and she fell in love with it I mean she she talks about it all the time I just I think they're they're different enough from Disney that they can put a product out that you know you're not going oh okay I'm just gonna do the same things that I'm doing over at Disney I like the fact that they've accepted, you know what, we're going to market this to maybe not the little kids, we're going to market this to the adults and the teenagers and, you know, the, the kids that are maybe that, like, eight and over. Um, what's been your opinion? I know you. When's the last time you were there, by the way? I was there two years ago. Uh, the reason why we went two years ago is we took my brother-in-law with me because he, we, he'd never been to Disney. Well, he went to Disney as a kid, you know, small, you know, teenage years, but he never had that, you know, family experience. Uh, so we wanted to take him to both through Disney and enjoy it through our eyes, like, you know, the way we love mm-hmm. it with our mm-hmm. girls. And, you know, he's a, he's a very proud uncle and Uncle Jeff is great. And we wanted to take him to Universal because he's a diehard Simpsons fan. I mean, I know you are as good well. Man. So he's am a good I. man. And, I mean, he can, he can recite, you know, 
know, line three from episode 30. I mean, he is a diehard Simpsons, true and true. So I says, you know, I've experienced Springfield before in Hollywood, in uh, Universal, and I know that's something that he has to experience. And I, the, the kid in me that wanted to see my daughters see the castle for the first time was the adult in me that wanted to see my good friend, my brother, to see, to see Springfield. Get a beer at you know, to walk, yeah. Yeah, to have, have a beer at Moe's and, you know, ride that, you know, the, the, uh, the, the Simpsons ride. I mean, that was just, that was it. And I really enjoyed it. And his eyes lit up, you know, when he got to go into the Quickie Mart and buy some stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah. he was, he was really, really excited about it. Um, our first trip was, I want to say, kind of by an act, not really an accident, but we'd been going to Disney for a few years, and Sammy had originally got into the movie E.T., and her and my and her grandmother, you know, Laura's mom, who's not with us anymore, uh, used to watch E.T. on loop 24-7, 365. Sammy knew every single word to that movie. She was on point with that, and uh, I said, you know what? Being that she's love, so in love with this movie, we have to go, and she has to ride the E.T. ride at Universal Studios. And uh, that's how we made our very first trip. And Sammy was probably about seven or eight, mm-hmm. and uh, we go every couple of years. And uh, we definitely enjoy it. And every time we go, we said, you know, we got to come more often. I feel like that's a good age, too, to start at, like seven, eight. I think that's the perfect age to start your Universal adventures down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have stuff for younger kids. But like you were saying, I mean, some of those, the movie attractions that they have, Riley's still too short to ride some of our favorites, like the Mummy and Rip Ride Rocket. And, you know, but you'll grow into those. It gives us first there while we're, you know, going to the parks. It's funny you mentioned E.T. and I told you guys this when, when we were up there in New York. We watched that for the first time with Rye not too long ago. And <laughs> I look over at her towards the end of the movie and she is just in, I mean, sobbing. You could hear her, <laughs> you know, just sobbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we watched it right before our first trip to Universe because I wanted to see it. And uh, I said, Riley, what's wrong? <laughs> I can't believe Elliot had to say goodbye to E.T. I'm like, you didn't cry when E.T. died. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, she, And you know Riley. She's not good at goodbyes. So we, right. uh, we, we, we knew right then that she was hooked with E.T. So we knew he at least had one attraction that, uh, that she was really going to love. Um, you know, Mike, whenever we started talking about this show, the, I think the thing I'm most excited about is we are bringing a new product to a lot of people. But I want to explain what this show is going to be. It's going to be a couple things. It's going to be fun. One, I mean, we're gonna. This is going to be some topics that are maybe a little more adult, which can be a lot of fun for you and I. Um, you know, we can we can kind of sit back, relax, and uh, and talk about some of these topics that are I absolutely love. You talked about Simpsons, and and uh, when you talk about ET, and you talk about the Mummy, and you talk about Jurassic Park, which is maybe one of my favorite movies ever made. Um, but also, the way this is going to be is we're going to shoot to do this show every week. We're going to try to make this a weekly show. It's going to show up on the same uh, place that your Disney Dads podcast shows up on Wednesday mornings. It's uh, This will show up on Monday mornings. It'll be there for you. We hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, we hope you enjoy what we're trying to do with this new Universal show. Um, Mike, what are you most excited to talk about, man? I mean, uh, we got everything in front of us. This is episode one. Uh, what are you really, really excited to get into with this show over the years? Uh, I think the vast majority of movies and things that they kind of have their hands in, you know, we've 
we've talked a lot on Disney and what you know what their movies are and upcoming stuff, and they have a huge selection. But there's a whole other section of Universal stuff that you know. I mean, everything from you know we used to have the Terminator oh, ride, yeah, and yeah. we had you know Men in Black, and uh, you know Jaws, and King Kong, and Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter in itself that that's an amazing franchise, you know. And to be able to talk about what an amazing job they did in Hogwarts and the architecture that they did, and they really stepped up and really built the park up. There's just so many little things and a lot of details that they put into the park too that I just can't wait to dive into and talk about and and really get into and um, you know and also hearing from our you know our Disney family and uh, you know people who listen to the podcast and get some of their input and some of the stuff on their shows so there's going to be a lot of stuff to cover and you know it's going to go on and on and on it's going to be endless a lot of a lot to cover and uh you know and I'm glad I get to do it with you that's for sure all right, man, I'm going I'm to ask you a hard question. I am going to ask you uh, something that for you mm-hmm. is going to be really tough to answer, okay? And I'm going to pull the Band-Aid right off. Because this, this is the kind of stuff, the kind of dialogue I want to get into. And we're not going to really go in-depth with this because this show is just an introduction to what we're going to do. And then we have something really fun, fun planned for the second half of the show. Um, which of these two areas is better themed, more expansive, uh, um, for you an overall better experience. Now, the first one you have seen, the second one you have not seen, but you know, you've seen pictures, you've heard things about it. Harry Potter with Diagon Alley, uh, Hogsmeade and Hogwarts, or Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. I would be not true to myself to say that's the, that Star Wars is definitely Galaxy's Edge is going to be, just from what I've seen, the details, the descriptions from what people said. You know, Harry Potter is awesome, and I think that... It's going to be uh, an amazing thing in Star Wars when I get to see it. And Harry Potter is great. But I definitely think because the Disney magic is... I, I'm going to go with Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge on that one. Think so? But uh, Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I think um, from what I've heard, I think it's better immersed into Hollywood studios where you really feel like you're in a different world. There uh-huh. are times where I'll, where I'll walk around Hogwarts or I'll walk around, you know, the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And I kind of feel like I'm still in a theme park. Yeah. Um, as good as the, as good as it is, I just think that you're going to be more immersed in galaxy's edge and really taken out of the, uh, taken out of your everyday moment and kind of popped in there. And I think the uh, role playing and I think the interaction with characters is what's probably going to put it over the edge for Galaxy's Edge because you don't really get that in uh, in Harry Potter. So I'm going to go with Star Wars. Yeah, I think attraction based uh, Potter wins. You have four with Potter, four attractions, uh, and that of course is including Hogwarts Express riding back and forth um, with two with 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 uh, Galaxy's Edge, but. Well, three with Galaxy's Edge because you got Star Tours. That's right. I guess that's true. I don't. I don't know. I have a hard time including Star Tours in it right now, though, because, like you said, the whole premise is that you are in this land and you can't see anything else. Well, now now I've got to leave it and walk by the Muppets to go to Batu. You know, Um, whereas I can be in Diagon Alley. Um, doing my magic and writing, uh, um, you know, escape from from Gringotts, and then all of a sudden I can get on the Hogwarts Express, and then all of a sudden I'm over in uh, uh, Hogsmeade. It's it's amazing. It's incredible. You can go park to park, and it's an attraction when you do it. So I don't know. This is this is I just just put it out there, but this is some, the kind of things we're gonna dive into on this show. Uh, but Mike, look, we we the whole goal of the show too is we don't want it to be overly long. We'll probably go 45 minutes to an hour each show, guys, talking about everything Universal. But this time of year at Universal is my absolute favorite time of year. 
And it's not because I get pumpkin spiced everything. I get uh, cooler weather. It's because, dude, it's my favorite time because it's the scariest time to be walking the streets of Universal Studios with Halloween Horror Nights starting very, very shortly. One, have you ever been? And two, will you ever go? And three, would you cry if you went? Uh, one, I won't cry because I don't cry. That doesn't happen. <laughs> and uh, I would love to go, and I've heard such good things about it. Uh, a good friend of mine who I go to the gym with, this guy Chris, he's a super horror nut. I mean, he goes to conventions all over. He goes to you know different places in the country to watch you know horror flicks on certain kinds of millimeter film. And he's a real movie film horror buff. I mean, the guy is just a complete horror nut and he takes off almost september and october just to go down there for halloween horror nights it's one of his favorite times of year and he goes every year uh i absolutely i love the horror stuff i love the horror genre i like the horror films um i'd love to go with laura on adult trip sammy is a little afraid of the horror stuff we have a a local haunted house up here that she really doesn't want to go to so i know the level of horror that's that they have with Universal, and I don't think that would be an enjoyable vacation for her. It would be, you know, her clenched to us, screaming, crying, and being miserable. And as a family vacation, I wouldn't want to do that. If I was going down with Laura, meeting up with you guys, or, you know, if Sammy was going to go off with somebody else and we were down there with company, that would be great. But it was something that I definitely want to do, but I haven't had a chance to experience it yet. Well, I tell you what, let's, let's tonight, let's do our main event of the evening, diving in to one of the houses coming to Halloween Horror Nights. Mike, let's head to Halloween Horror Nights right about now. Horror Nights, the absolute spectacular event at Universal Orlando Parks, is coming soon. I will be there, man. Uh, I will be there on the 20th, I want to say, that we're going 20th, 21st, somewhere in there. Uh, We go every year down. um, And this year's dates, I mean, look, it's it's running longer than ever. It starts September the 6th. They're kind of taking their their cue off Mickey's not so scary before we know it, we're going to be going through houses in uh, in late June if they keep this up but it starts September 6th and it runs uh, all the way through November the 2nd and uh, the one great thing about about this this event is the first part of September they run from 6:30 p.m. to 1 a.m. and then uh, the last week of September rolling in all the way through October except for a few dates they roll from 6:30 p.m. until 2 a.m. for those of you who have never been to Halloween Horror Nights Take Mickey's Not So Scary and flip it on its head. This is an event not for children. Um, They recommend 13 and up. There is no age restriction, but uh, you will be judged by me and everyone else if you walk into the park with your six-year-old because things happen in there that most children should not see for a long, long time. Uh, This is a very refreshing break for me from from the Disney parks. I, I love everything Disney, but going and getting this adult-themed evening where I can have drinks and I'm absolutely being terrified going through houses. And now that they've really brought these intellectual properties in and they have created these houses based on these movies that we know and love throughout history, man, 
Dude, I am so excited. And this year is no different. Um, tonight, w- through the next month and a half, Mike and I are going to be diving into all of the houses um, as we go along. But tonight, we're going to start with what I think is going to be the highlight house of the year. And if you're sitting there and you know anything about Halloween Horror Nights, you're probably thinking, they're going to talk Stranger Things. No, no. I don't think that's the uh, the house this year. I think the house, the go-to house, the house that you want to run to first is going to be Ghostbusters. I can't think of a better way for them to introduce a uh, an iconic movie into a uh, nighttime scare spectacular than Ghostbusters and Halloween Horror Nights. Mike, when you heard the news that Ghostbusters is going to be one of the houses this year, one of the mazes, what's the first thing that goes through your head? Well, not to date myself, but I was 10 years old when that movie first came out. I think it was 1984, and uh, that was one of the first... You know, at 10 years old, it was kind of a scary movie for you to see, but it was a scary comedy, and um, it became a cult favorite. I mean, you know, that movie took off out of the box office. It was, you, you couldn't have been in 85, 86 and not wearing a Ghostbusters shirt. I mean, everybody here had that, you know, that, that famous emblem, you know, with the ghost on it and the line through it, and it's it's just been one of those movies that have stood the test of time. Uh, back in the 80s, it was a breakthrough with some of the special effects. You know, they were, they were afraid that movie wasn't even going to, you know, make its money back because all the money they spent on special effects and even when you look back now and watch that movie these effects are pretty cool for back then you know that they, they kind of stand the test of time and um i mean you have some iconic scary characters in that i mean who doesn't love slimer yeah you know? yeah he was, he was he was a great ghost uh the whole premise behind the movie was super cool you know the the, the supernatural paranormal takeover in new york city I mean, that kind of seems like it's happening now in another way. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? Hold on a second. That's not you, because that's not Ghostbusters. You go that's, through the you know. streets and go, I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's a whole different story. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's that's awesome to see that, you know. What's also cool, it's going to bridge a generation gap. You know, I mean, my kids know nothing about Ghostbusters, you know. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll throw that DVD on. and Or, actually, in my case, a VCR tape, if you know what that is. And they'll get to watch the old, you know, Ghostbusters movie and, and you know, get into that. That, which is which is pretty cool you know they bring in some pretty big name actors for that time when you talk about bill murray and um dan Aykroyd. uh my favorite though is harold remus because he still is living the life based on this movie like he mm-hmm. shows up for every i wouldn't be shocked if he's not the front door of this house just uh you know <laughs> who are you gonna call you know as you walk in <laughs> just for every single person going through um Man, when I heard this, I, part of me was excited. Part of me was skeptical, if that makes sense. I was very mm-hmm. excited because I know what they do. Listen, I mean, Universal Studios is based on, I mean, everything they do is is based on being a working movie studio. Now, they're not they're not anymore. It's not like it used to be. I mean, they used to film like Nickelodeon there. Remember the old Nickelodeon shows where they would do like the Double Dare, Double Dare and all? Yeah. yeah. Like they were, a lot of them were filmed there. So, and they, you know, they've kind of gotten away from that over the years. But they used to uh, they used to have these movie st- movie sets movie studios. So the houses are still pretty much you're walking into a working movie set. I mean the the over the top um, things they bring into these effects that makes it different than really you can get anywhere else in the world. So I know they're going to do a really nice job. 
my 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 where I was skeptical was when I first started going to Halloween Horror Nights uh, over a decade ago. It was a very intense experience. A lot of people used to say it was too intense because there was no place to get away from. I mean, they only had really four, maybe five, six houses. Now you're up to nine, ten uh, houses uh, every year, and. The thing is, I kind of like that they introduce some of these houses where you can take a breath as you go through, and you know that chainsaws aren't chasing you through the house, you know? Right. And you get to see those iconic moments from this movie that you've seen multiple, multiple times, or even if you haven't seen the movie, look, you'd have to live under a rock if you were born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and don't know scenes from Ghostbusters or taglines from Ghostbusters, things like that. I wonder, of course, they, they're going to have to have the proton packs. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm guessing actors will be in there with the proton packs. I'm wondering how they're going to do the effect of the the proton pack, like the laser. Right. You know, like, is that going to be a screen effect where, like, the screen's behind him and he's doing doing the scene, you know, with, with just the laser? Mm-hmm. They always do a really, really nice job with that. Um, I guess my, my thing would be this Th- a couple years ago, they did an Ash vs. evil dead house. Okay. Uh, and th- I think, I think it's on stars. I think that's who carries that show. They casted that so well that you would have thought that, um, what's his name that was in, uh, evil Ash? Who was Ash's name? Cannot think of his name. Was it Bruce Campbell? Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty, it. Look, they casted this guy as you walk through the living room at one point. You think that Bruce Campbell is sitting right there next to you uh, with the uh, shotgun and the, the you know, he's, he lost his arm or whatever. It, it was amazing. It was incredible. So for what they're going to do for Ghostbusters, I think it's going to be great. What are you – all right, so you and I are Mike Aiello. Mike Aiello, is the, he develops these houses. He's head of that. Just got a brand-new job as a, a head development over at Epic, uh, the new Epic Park. So congratulations to him. We're going to miss him at Halloween Horror Nights because he's been the brainchild with Halloween Horror Nights for a long time. Um, but you and I – are sitting with Mike Aiello, and we are going, all right, Mike, we're going to come up with this house. Uh, Mike, what do you want to see? What scenes are you think is iconic? And if people didn't see it throughout the house, they would be like, man, are you kidding me? They did a Ghostbusters house, and we didn't see that? Well, I think the most important thing to have parked outside the house would be the most famous car, and that would be the Ecto-1. Oh, no you know doubt, I mean? yeah. That, that converted you know, car. I actually have to go through some of my old camera rolls. We were at a car show here in New York City, and I, I was probably about 15 or 16, and uh, my dad took me to this car show, and the car from the movie that they used, one of the studio cars, was mm-hmm. there. So I have some pictures next to the car. There's a couple of other iconic Hollywood cars, and we've seen quite a few iconic cars there you know all around hollywood all around uh, universal studios uh you know so i'd love to see the ecto-1 parked outside i think that'd be really cool a very good replica of it you know that would make for a great photo opportunity um my question would be one of the most memorable characters in that is the stay puff marshmallow man <laughs> yeah. and we know that guy was tremendously <laughs> huge now how they're going to pull off incorporating him into that i don't know you know because he was so huge you know you would almost need that king Kong That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. I'm interested to see how that becomes. I mean, how do you not have him in that, you know? Uh, The other person would be uh, Zulu, the gatekeeper of Gozer. You know, I mean, he's an amazing, uh, iconic character from from Ghostbusters. You know, I mean, you know Slimer's got to be a part of it. He's going to be – he's – 
to this day and age, I think you go to the supermarket and the high C ecto cooler they have has the Slimer on the front of it. You know, they still have those around. I see in the supermarket once in a while. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely I want to see how they're going to pull off the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. You know what? I've heard rumors that he is in this house. So how how they'll do it, I have no idea. Um, what house was it that I was in last year? Maybe it was Stranger Things. Now people who have been who went to Halloween Horror Nights last year are screaming, but they had a massive. Oh, you know what it was? They did a cult house last year to where it was like um, the old campy, campy '60s um, horror movies, '60s and '70s horror movies, where it was like. Uh-huh evil baby from beyond you know what i yeah. mean like that kind of stuff and there would just and you, you don't know what to expect and you went in this room and there was just this like baby doll like looking around and then the scare actor would scare you from behind because you're staring mm-hmm. at this little evil baby doll but they had um they had this massive head i mean the thing was probably gosh i don't know probably like 12 feet wide by 10 feet tall and it just mm-hmm. kept it would come out of the wall at you you know and it would make you kind of turn left to, to miss it. Um, so I'm wondering if they'll do something like that with just a Stay Puss Marshmallow head, you know, and then have, like, stationary arm stuff. I think you're definitely going to get that smell because they incorporate a lot of smells. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get that marshmallow smell as you're going through or the burning marshmallow <laughs> smell. Um, right, right, right. That would be super cool. Um, I You know who I really hope they cast in this movie, and it's it's really well, is um, Rick Moranis' character. You know, mm-hmm. it, one of my favorite scenes because he's so awkward is him trying to get Sigourney Weaver to come to his party. You know, yes. when, they're, <laughs> when they're in the hallway, like that's the scariest thing that happens in the whole movie because you feel so bad for the dude, and Sigourney <laughs> Weaver just wants to get away. Um, yeah, you've got to have the the scene with Slimer mm-hmm. coming down the hallway. You know what I'm talking about? Or down, yep. was it was in the library or was it down a hallway? I can't remember. But he's coming down through and, and first time that I think it's Bill Murray gets slimed. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that. There's just, there's also the there's also the one scene in the movie where all the where they all the ghosts escape. You yeah, know, where yeah, they all get yeah, out yeah, at once. Yeah. So I mean I I'm assuming that's gonna be somewhat incorporated in there too. I mean that's when all of the ghosts kinda get out all in one shot. So that that can be and that's that's when it starts to pretty much the end of the you know, towards the end of the movie. So I could see that being part of it as well. Do you think they'll get the scene with Sigourney Weaver hovering over the bed? Because when they did the Exorcist house, they had they had a, a thing like that. A few years back they did an Exorcist house mm-hmm. and they did that. So I wonder if you'll get that scene. You would think, yeah. Yeah. See, and that's what you get with these. I, like, They do – the cool part with Universal and, and Halloween Horror Nights is they do pretty much half and half every year. They do uh, their IP houses that they get permission or they own the rights to, whatever. Right. Um, which would be like Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, things like that. Then they do original houses. And they come up – like this year you have the Yeti. Um, you have um, – um, Nightingale's Blood Pit. You have all the, all these great houses that are coming uh, that they create in their minds and they, and they do these houses. I actually like the original houses better typically, but okay. but whenever you get something as iconic as Ghostbusters, it's hard not to fall in love with a house like that. Right. Um, how cool of a job would that be? Oh, I could think of a million things. Yeah, I mean, like, that's awesome. It's... You know, we've talked about Imagineering, and that's very similar. I mean, just to be able to be that creative and come up with stuff and, you know, let the – if your creative mind can think it and the technology is there to do it, that's amazing. You know, it, that that's something that I would love to be involved in. It's it's absolutely incredible. Um, 
is there anything you want to add? Anything else you definitely would want to see in this house? I think between the smells and I think you've got, you know what I think they have to put in is almost that, and this is a little gross, is almost that New York smell. Oh, yeah. Kind of just that dingy, that. <laughs> dingy, you know what I mean? Like as you're going through the streets of New York and, and making, going through the, even going through the apartment when you're on the rooftop, you've got to have the rooftop. Ooh, I wonder if they're going to have the statues that come to life. You know, the, oh, yeah. the, the gargoyle dogs or whatever they were. Yep. I wonder if you're going to see those because that would be a cool effect if you're going through and they have those because they do a lot of puppeteering in this too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, and you're going to have to give us some detailed reports on what actually is in there. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to this. I will be there, and I, I, we will do a full two episodes based just on Halloween Horror Nights after I go to the event, and we'll mm-hmm. run through these houses and what was in there. The problem is now that we do the show, I can't hide behind Katie and just run through. I have to actually pay attention to what's around me, uh, which makes it a little uh, a little scarier. Somehow I believe that. <laughs> it's very true, man. It's very very true. Uh, I tell you what, we got we got a few minutes. Let's uh, let's dive into one more thing. Does that sound good? Of course, yeah. Let's dive into a scare zone because look, you do have the houses that you can go through, but as you're roaming the streets and as you're uh, experiencing the rest of the park, because you have to remember during Halloween Horror Nights that a lot of the attractions are still open, so. You can go ride Rip Ride Rocket. You can ride Escape from Green Gots and Men in Black and all these great attractions. Um, so what they do is they play scare zones around the park, and they're in designated areas depending on where you are. Uh, and I want to talk about a scare zone that is, for me, uh, pretty big because I spent a lot of time in these places, and I'm sure you did too as a kid, and it's called An Arcade. And the description is, a sinister 80s-inspired arcade has taken over the Avenue Stars and you only get one life. Once you scream, it's game over. Hmm. So, let me ask you this. With that, do you expect... What do you, What would you... If you just hear the name, you have no idea what's going to be in there. An Arcade is the uh, is is the um, the scare zone. What do you think we're going to see in there? Do you think we're going to see an evil Pac-Man? Or a... You know? Like that kind of stuff. That'd be a real. If you're doing '80s throwback, there are so many '80s throwback uh, video games you could do. You know, maybe an evil Donkey Kong. Oh, you'd be gorilla, awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, or a possessed, you know, Super Mario Brother or something. You know, Luigi, <laughs> Luigi <laughs> they, with a knife. They have the rights I, I to Mario, so yeah, they could do it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, now that could go a lot of different ways. You know, there's, there was quite a few old '80s, uh, you know, arcade stuff that would really play well with that. Yeah, well, the one thing they did, I think it was last year. Is it last year or the year before? Um, they had the Chucky scare zone, and I okay. kind of thought, man, like, what are they going to do with this? You know what I mean? Like, it's a super weird premise because I like Chucky, but how do you have Chucky roaming the streets of Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. when he's a doll? You know what I mean? And, dude, they played right. it so well. He would come out and do a show every, mm-hmm. like, 10 or 15 minutes, and he had a little stage and everything. And, dude, he did crowd work. So he'd be like, you, sir, over there. And he'd, like, make fun. He'd be like, that woman's with you? Oh, my God, she must be blind, you know? You're, you're, right. You look horrendous. If I were, I would get rid of you first. That's who I would murder first, you know, like doing all this kind of stuff. Um, but then all around you were all toys that he had possessed. So, oh, that's cool. so it was like these like massive like teddy bears that had like blood dripping and everything, and they were just like walking around you with a knife and stuff like that. So I wonder if it's gonna be stuff like that. It's this is probably out of all the scare zones the one I'm least excited for. Um, okay, I, I think there's so many other ones. Let me run through all five for you, and, and you can give me your opinion just off the top of your head. You got mm-hmm. Zombieland Double Tap, which is based on the uh, the iconic movie Zombieland, and the the sequel coming out this year, Zombieland Double Tap. 
Um, of course, with Woody Harrelson. Uh, Bill Murray makes an appearance. Uh, the next one is probably the one I'm looking forward to most because it was a soundtrack for me in high school. Rob Zombie, Hellbilly Deluxe. Okay. Um, they're going to be rocking that Rob Zombie horror music. Um, heavy metal music, I mean. Um, and he says, uh, Step in this heavy metal horror of Rob Zombie as his pulse-pounding music comes to life in a frenzy of raging madness. Um, the other one, Vanity Ball, um, where your flesh is the canvas in Hollywood and these blade-wielding artists can't wait to take a scalpel to you. And the last one, which I think will be pretty creepy, Vikings Undead. Give me Vikings and I'm, I'm in. Let's do this. Uh, brutal, horn-helmeted warriors have risen from the grave and laid siege to Central Park. Bloodlust never dies. If you were going to pick one of those, which one would you say you're least excited about? Which one would you be most excited about? I'd be least excited about the canvas one. You know, the, the uh, vanity the ball. Cam- yeah, yeah, probably least excited about that. The one I'd be most excited about would be the Rob Zombie one also. You yeah, know, yeah, I was yeah. a heavy metal, you know, 90s kid. Uh, I had hair down to my waist. Uh, quite a few of my friends listen to our Disney show know that. You know, they've witnessed my hair in its all its glory. But, uh, but yeah, I would... Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie is a very established director too. You yeah, know, he's yeah. done some remakes of some Halloween movies. He's he's that evil guy. You know, he's got that sick side to him, and he's got a good. So I would go with the uh, Rob Zombie. Well, and two, he's got a house this year, House of a Thousand Corpses, which we'll dive into at some point. Um, and I, I saw a picture. Uh, it's they already have the Dracula car there. Oh yeah, in okay. the streets from from you know I'm talking about from the mm-hmm. from the music music video or whatever. Yep, dude, just them piping that music as like crazed people i think i think the rob zombie hellbilly deluxe will be where they'll put the chainsaws this year they always have the chainsaw somewhere in one of the scare zones and that's <laughs> katie hates the chainsaws man she it's the only time she gets like freaked out and runs because they they don't start them until they're right behind you and then they fire right. them up you know man she hates the chainsaws so i think they're going to be in the rob zombie uh hellbilly deluxe scare zone this year but uh but dude it's it's, it's going to be such a great event and this is all leading up to next year. This is Halloween Horror Nights 29. Next year, Halloween Horror Nights 30. They're going to pull out all the stops. I think we haven't had an icon, which is like a head of Halloween Horror Nights um, in, quite, in in a few different um, few different years now. Used to be we had a, an icon almost every year. I think they're going to bring back Jack the Clown. For those of you who know Jack and, and uh, know a little bit of history about Halloween Horror Nights, he is the icon of icons. I think we're going to see him back for 30. I think we're going to see Chance the Clown coming back. Um, maybe the director, maybe uh, the, the caretaker, maybe they all make an appearance back for Halloween Horror Nights 30. I really would love, love, love to plan next year a, uh, a meetup um for for this show down at halloween horror nights we can go down we'll all go through together we'll do some special stuff you can watch me hide behind mike and scream and cry and do all the things that i do uh (laughs) every single year but buddy i think uh, i think we've hit it man for the for the first episode covered a lot of topics kind of covered our history with the uh with the parks and uh we also covered uh some halloween horror nights because that is pertinent news right now as we are starting that in uh and right out a week from today so I'm scared, and I'm excited, all in one. (laughs) (laughs) As you should be, as you should be, man. Well, guys, uh, Mike and I want to thank you very, very much for joining us for this first episode of the Universal Unleashed podcast. We will be coming to you on a weekly basis, and we're going to be diving into not only uh, Halloween Horror Nights, we're also going to be diving into attractions, past attractions, shows, movies, uh, City Walk, all restaurants, uh, anything you can think of, Universal Orlando, we're going to be bringing it to you right here. Be right there in that same feed. And, buddy, I cannot wait 
to record another episode. Closing remarks for me. Uh, I'm excited to take this journey. Uh, I'm looking forward to this quite a bit. Uh, I'm looking forward to kind of bringing in everybody to this side of the fence, you know, and, and really getting into it and, you know, learning more from you, you know, someone who's a seasoned veteran down there. And looking forward to heading down there soon and getting, you know, experience my time in the park as well. And, uh, and so it begins our next journey. Till next time, everyone. Remember, everything's universal. And that's going to do it for the Universal Unleashed podcast. Check out all of our shows at www.disneydadspodcast.com. And while you're doing that, make sure to head over to Facebook and join the Universal Unleashed Facebook group where you can find out everything going on in the Universal Orlando parks. This has been YDF Media Productions.